Hi everyone, um, welcome to another episode of Warrior Cats, the series. I'm your host, Sharpstar, and today we'll be, we'll probably be reading about three chapters. Um, this might, well, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday, maybe not Tuesday, probably gonna be posting those days because I will have a lot of free time. Um, uh... Yeah, and then if you guys want to uh, have a podcast of your own, there's a link in the description. Um, it's completely free, um, it's, and you can make your own ads, but it's really hard. Um, and you can get paid, too. Um, and uh, if you guys do make a podcast and you want me to listen to it, just leave a review and tell me what it's called. Um and for the Spotify listeners, I uh, scroll down um, from what you're playing on, and there will probably be a question um, that will say, do you want me to listen to your podcast? Um, so you could just say yes and tell me what it's called. But yeah, let's get started. Hi guys, um, now we can read chapter 9, but before we do, um, one more thing, when I said, um, uh, it's really hard, um, uh, I meant as in it's hard to make the ads, not the podcast, it might have sounded like, um, I said the podcast making is hard, the podcast making is actually pretty easy, um, but yeah, let's get started. Fireheart, well, oh, well, well we'll be reading chapter 9 and then chapter 10 yeah fireheart woke up to find gray stripes sitting beside him hunched on his belly like a rabbit his shoulders stiff and his fur fluffed out gray stripe he meowed quietly gray stripe gray stripe jumped are you okay gray stripe gray stripe sat up straight i'm fine Fireheart suspected that his friend's cheery mew wasn't half heartfelt, but at least he was trying to be more positive. Looks like it looks like cold. It looks cold. Fireheart meowed. Graystripe's words had bellowed out of bellowed out in clouds. Fireheart was still snuggling down among the warm bodies of the other warriors. It is Graystripe. Gray, Graystripe bent to look at his chest. Fireheart sat up and looked and shook his head. The air tasted of frost. What are you going to do with Brackenpaw today? He asked. Show him the forest, answered Graystripe. I could bring Cinderpaw and we could travel together. It might be better if we travel alone today, answered Graystripe. Fire, Fireheart felt a bit hurt. They had been shown... They had been shown Thunderclan's hunting grounds together as apprentices. He would have liked to do it together again as mentors. But if Graystripe wanted to be by himself, then Fireheart could hardly blame him. Fine, he meowed. I'll see I'll see you later. We can share a mouse and compare apprentices. <clears throat> That'd be good, Graystripe meowed. Fireheart crept out of the den. The air outside was even colder. His breath swirled from his muzzle like smoke. He shivered, ruffling his fur, and stretched out one leg at a time. The ground under his paws felt felt like stone as he trotted as he trotted over to the apprentice's den. Cinderpaw was fast asleep, 
but inside, a, f a fluffy gray heap that rose and fell as she breathed. Cinderpaw, Fireheart called quietly. <coughs> Excuse me, guys. My throat's scratchy. <coughs> Fireheart called quietly, and the little gray cat lifted her, lifted her head at once. Fireheart backed out, and in a moment, Cinderpaw bounded from the den, wide awake and enthusiastic. What are we going to do today? She meowed, looking up at him with her ears pricked. Thought I'd take you on a tour of Thunder, of Thunder Clan territory. Will we see the Thunderpath? asked Cinderpaw eagerly. Er, yes, we will, Fireheart replied. He couldn't help thinking Cinderpaw would be disappointed when she saw what a dirty, stinking place it, it, it was. Are you hungry? he asked, wondering if she should tell her tea first. No, Cinderpaw shook her head. Oh, okay. We'll eat later. Fireheart meowed. Well, fo well, follow me. Yes, Fireheart. She, the young, the young cat looked up at him, her eyes sparkling. The pang of sadness that had been lingering in Fireheart, Fireheart's stomach since talking with Graystripe, was swept away by a for warm feeling of pride. He turned and padded toward the camp entrance. Cinderpaw raced past him and charged through the gorse tunnel. Fireheart had to break into a run to, to catch up. I thought I said, follow me, he called as he scrambled up the side of the ravine. But I want to get a view from the top, Cinderpaw Cinder, Cinder protested. Fireheart leaped after her. He, took, he overtook her easily, climbing to the top, and sat watching a forepaw, keeping an eye on her as she scrambled from rock to rock. By the time she reached the top of the camp ravine, she was panting, but no less enthusiastic. Look at the trees. They look like they're made from moon from moonstone. She meowed breathless breathlessly breathlessly. Um she was right. The trees below them sparkled white in the sunshine. Fireheart took a deep breath of the cold air. You should try to save your energy, he warned. We have a long... Excuse me. Oh my gosh. We have a long way to go today. Oh yes, okay. Which way now? She kneaded the ground with impatient paws, ready to dart away into the woods. Follow me, fire meowed fireheart his his narrowed his, he narrowed his eyes play, playfully and this time i do mean follow he led the way to the trail at the edge of the ravine into the sandy sandy hollow where he had learned to hunt and fight this is where most of our training sessions will be held he explained during the green leaf the trees that circle the clearing flood filtered the sunshine into a warm dappled light now cold daylight streamed down onto the forest red and onto the forest's frozen red earth a river ran here many moons ago a stream still flows beyond that rise over there meowed fireheart pointing with his muzzle it's dry most of the summer that's what that's where i caught my first prey where did you what did you catch cinderpaw uh, Cinderpaw didn't wait for an answer. Will the stream be frozen? Let's look at and see if there's any ice. She charged down into the hollow and headed toward the rice. You'll see it another time, Fireheart called. But, Cinder, 
Cinder Paul kept running, and Fireheart had to race after her. He stopped beside her at the top of the rise, and together they looked down at the stream. Ice had formed on the edges. The speed of the water as it slid over its sandy bed had stopped it from freezing over completely. You won't catch me there now, meowed Cinderpaw, except fish, maybe. The sight of the spot where he had caught his first prey filled Fireheart with many ha- with many happy memories. He watched Cinderpaw stand at the edge of the stream and crane her neck to peer into the black water. If I were you, I'd leave fishing I'd leave fishing to River Clan, Fireheart warned you warned her. If they like if they like getting their fur wet, then let them. I prefer dry paws. Cinderpaw padded restlessly around in a circle. What now? Her excitement and his own apprentice memories filled Fireheart with energy. He bounded away, calling over his shoulder, the owl tree. Cinderpaw charged after him, her short, her short, fluffy tail sticking out behind her. They crossed the stream over a fallen tree Fireheart had used many times before. There are stepping stones farther down, but this is a qu- quicker route. Be careful, though. The pale white trunk was stripped of its bark. It gets slippery when it's wet or icy. He let Cinderpaw cross first, keeping close behind in case she lost her paw, her paw hold. In case she lost her paw hold, the stream wasn't particularly deep, but it was cold as ice. And Cinderpaw was still too small to cope with it, with the so- soaking. She crossed the log easily, and Fireheart felt a glow of pride as he watched his apprentice jump down onto the forest floor at the at the far end. Well done, he purred. Cinderpaw's eyes shone. Thanks, she meowed. Now there's where's this owl tree? This way. Fireheart bounded away through the undergrowth. The ferns had turned brown since Greenleaf, but the end of leaf fall, they would be flattened by rain and, and wind. But now they stood tall and crisp. Fireheart and Cinderpaw wove their way beneath the, arch, the arching fronds. Ahead, a massive oak towered above the surrounding trees. Cinderpaw tipped her head back, looking for the top. Does an owl really live here? She mewed. Yes, replied Fireheart. Can you see that hole in the trunk up there? Cinderpaw, Cinderpaw narrowed her eyes to peer through the branches. Branches. How do you know it's not a squirrel hole? Smell, Fireheart told her. Cinderpaw sniffed loudly, but shook her head, her eyes curious as she looked up at Fireheart. I'll show you what squirrel smells like another time, Fireheart meowed. You won't smell any around here. No squirrel would dare make its nest so near a now hole. Look at the ground. What do you see? Cinderpaw looked down, puzzled. Leaves? Try burrowing under the leaves. The forest floor was carpeted with brown oak leaves, crisp, crisp with crisp with frost. Cinderpaw began to snuffle, snuffling around them, and and then shoved her nose into up to her ears. Then she sat up. There was something the size and shape of a pine cone in her mouth. Yuck! Smells like crow food. She spat. Fireheart purred with amusement. You knew it was there, didn't you? Blue Star played the same trick on me when I was an apprentice. You'll never forget the stench. What is it? An owl pod, Fireheart explained. He remembered what Blue Star had told him. The owl, owls eat the same prey as us, but they can't digest the bones and fur. So their bellies roll the leftovers into pods and spit them out. If you find one of one 
of those under a tree. That means you found an owl. Why would you want to find an owl? Squeaked Cinderpaw in alarm. Farhart's whisker, whiskers tri- twitched as he looked into, looked into her wide eyes, as blue as her mo- mother's. Frostfur must have must have told her the elder's tale of how owls carried off young kids who strayed from their mother's side. Owls get a better view of the forest than we do. On windy nights, th- th- when scents are hard to follow, you can look out for owls and follow where they hunt. Cinderpaw's eyes were still wide, but the fear had left them, and she nodded. She does listen sometimes, Fireheart thought with relief. Where next? Meowed Cinderpaw. The Great Sycamore, Fireheart decided. They traveled through the woods as the sun rose into a pale blue sky, crossing a two-legged path and another tiny stream. Eventually, they arrived at the Great at the Sycamore Tree. It's huge, Sander Paul gasped. Small ears, small ears says he climbed to the top branch when he was an apprentice. Fireheart meowed. No way, meowed Sander Paul. Mind you, when Small Ear was an apprentice, this tree was probably only a sapling, Fireheart joked. He was still gazing up when a rustling sound behind him told Sander Paul had dashed off again. He sighed and chased after her through the bracken. His nose detected a familiar scent that made ne- made him nervous. Cinderpaw was heading towards snake rocks. Adders. Fireheart picked up his pace. He emerged from the trees and looked around anxiously. Cinderpaw was standing on a boulder at the t- bottom of a steep ro- rocky slope. Come on, I'll race you to the top, she meowed. Fireheart froze, horror struck as she crouched, raised spring onto the next boulder. Cinderpaw, get down from there, he yelled. He held his breath as Cinderpaw turned and scrambled down again. She stood trembling, her fur on end. As Fireheart rushed over to her, the place is called Snake Rocks, he puffed. Cinderpaw looked at him, her eyes huge. Snake Rocks. Snake Rocks? Adders live up there. A bite from one of those would kill a cat small as you. Fireheart gave Cinderpaw a quick lick on the top of her head. Come on, let's have a look at the Thunderpath. Cinderpaw stops shaking at once. The the Thunderpath? Yep, meowed Fireheart. Follow me. He led Cinderpaw through the ferns, along a trail that skirted snake rocks, and took them to the part of the forest where the Thunderpath would cut through like a hard gray river of stone. Fireheart kept one eye on Cinderpaw as, as they peered out from the edge of the forest. He could see from her twitching tail that Cinderpaw was desperate to keep, creep forward and sniff the Thunderpath ahead of them. A familiar roar was beginning to sh- ruffle his ear fur, and he could feel, feel the ground trembling beneath his paws. Stay where you are, he warned. There's a monster coming. Cinderpaw opened her mouth a little. Yuck, she mewed, screwing up her nose and flattening her ears. The rumbling noise was coming closer, and and the shape appeared on the horizon. Is that a monster? She mewed. Fireheart nodded. Cinderpaw unsheathed her claws to grip the earth as the monster roared closer. She shut her eyes tight as it charged past, stirring the air around them into a storm of wind and thunder. She kept her eyes shut until the noise had faded into the distance. Fireheart shook his head to clear the scent glands. Sniff the air, he meowed. Can you smell anything apart from the sun past stench? He waited while Cinderpaw lifted her head and 
took several deep breaths. After a few moments, she mewed. I remember that scent from when Broken Star attacked our camp, and it was on our, on the kits he took when you brought them home. It's Shadow Clan. Is that their territory beyond the thunder the thunder path? Yes, Fireheart answered, feeling his fur tingle as he as the thought of being so close to hostile clan territory. We'd better get out of here. He decided to take Thunderpaw the long way home, past Tulek Place, so she could see tall pines in the tree-cut place. As they padded beneath the thin pine trees, the sense of Tulek Place made Fireheart uneasy. Even through he lived in a place not far from here, there, there as a kit. Stay alert, he warned Cinderpaw, who was crept who, as she crept along behind him. Two legs sometimes walk here with their dogs. The two cats crouched under the trees to look at the fence that that borders the two-leg territory. The crisp air carried a scent to Fireheart's nose that stirred an odd feeling of warmth inside him, although he didn't know why. Look, Cinderpaul pointed with her nose at a she-cat pounding across the forest floor. The light brown tabby had a distinctive white chest and a white front paws. Her belly was swollen, heavy with unborn kits. Kitty pet, sneered Cinderpaw. Her fur fluffed out. Let's chase her out. Fireheart expected to feel the familiar rush of aggression at the sight of a stranger on the ThunderClan territory, but his hackles stayed flat. For some reason, he couldn't understand. He knew that this cat wasn't a threat. Before Cinderpaw could attack, Fireheart deliberately brushed against the st- brushed against the stalk of crunchy bracken. The she-cat looked up, disturbed by the crackling noise. Her eyes widened with alarm. Then she whipped around and set off, uh, uh, off at a lumbering pace out of the trees. Within mo- moments, she was having herself over one of the two-leg fences. Rats, complained Thunderpaw. I wanted to chase her. I bet Brackenpaw will have, have chased hundreds of the, the of things today. Yeah, but he probably didn't nearly get bitten by an adder, replied Fireheart, twitching her, his tail at her. Now come on, I'm getting hungry. Thunderpaw followed him through tall pines, grumbling about the pine needles pricking her paws. Fireheart warned her to keep quiet, since there was no undergrowth here to hide in, and he felt every clan cat's discomfort at being in the open. They followed one of the str- stinking tracks gouged out of by the tree cut mount by the tree cut monster and stopped at the edge of the tree cut place. It was silent, as Fireheart knew it would be until the next green leaf. Sorry, um, lost one, please. Until then, only the track marks deep and wide and and frozen into soil would remind ThunderClan of the monster that lived in their forest. By the time they arrived back, <coughs> by the time they arrived back at camp, Fireheart was exhausted. His muscles were still weary from the long journey with Wind Clan. Cinderpaw looked tired too. She stifled a yawn. <coughs> Sorry. She stifled a yawn and padded away to find Brackenpaw. Fireheart spotted gray stripe beckoning to him from beside the nettle clump. Here, I've got you some fresh kill. Gray stripe meowed. He hooked a he hooked a dead mouse with his claw and flung it toward Fireheart. 
Fireheart caught it in his teeth and lay down next to Graystripe. Good day, he mumbled with his mouth full. Better than yesterday, answered Graystripe. Fireheart glanced up, up at him, worried, but, but Graystripe... Hi guys, um, sorry we cut out there. Uh, there was a timer on the phone that, um, uh, paused this. Uh, um, let's just start a little bit back because I don't know when it cut off. Okay. Um, Fireheart glanced up at him, worried, but Graystripe went on. I enjoyed it. Actually, Bracken Paul's keen to learn, that's for sure. So is Paul. Fireheart went back to chewing. Mind you, Graystripe went on with a sparkle in his eye. I kept forgetting I was the mentor and not the apprentice. Me too, Fireheart admitted. They shared tongues until the moon rose and the coldness of the night drove them into their den. Graystripe was snoring with, within moments, but Firepaw, I mean Fireheart, felt strangely awake. The image of the pregnant she-cat kept returning to his mind, and even through he was surrounded by the familiar sense of Thunder Clan. His soft kitty pet scent lingered in his nostrils. I mean, sorry, her soft kitty pet scent lingered in her nostrils, in his nostrils. He fell asleep at last, but his dreams all carried the same scent. Until finally, he dreamed of the, his days as a kid. He remembered lying beside his mother's belly, curled up in a bed softer than any forest moss with his brothers and sisters. And still, the scent of the she-cat lingered. Fireheart opened his eyes, suddenly jolted out of his sleep. Of course, the she-cat he had seen in the woods had, was his sister. And that's the end of chapter 9. Uh, we will read chapter 10, and I don't know if I'll have time this evening, so we're going to take a quick break or so for me, a long break, and I'll see you guys tomorrow. Bye. Hi guys, um, welcome back from the break. It is not um, tomorrow, but... Honestly, I don't know when I'm going to po- uh, post this episode, but, um, <clears throat> anyway, <clears throat> yeah, um, it's actually pretty late right now, what time is it, oh yeah, it's 9 o'clock, um, yeah, yeah, okay, I'm tired, okay, we're gonna read chapter 10. Fireheart woke up at dawn with the image of his sister still clear in his mind. He pushed his way out of the den, hoping the routine of the day would distract him. It was another cold, frosty morning. Whitestorm and Longtail were waiting near the camp entrance, preparing to leave on the patrol. Mousefur padded past on her way to join them and greeted Fireheart with a cheery mew. Whitestorm called for Sample, who came racing out of her den just in time to follow the patrols as it bounded out of the, as it bounded out of the camp. It was it was a scene Fireheart had watched many times, but once he didn't yearn to join them as they thundered away into the morning fresh into the morning fresh forest. He padded across the clearing, wondering if Cinderpaw was awake yet. Brindleface was just squeezing out of the narrow, 
nursery entrance. A speckled kit followed her. Then one more. A third, pale gray with darker flecks like the other, tumbled out and fell onto the ground. Brindleface picked up it, picked it up by its scruff and placed it gently back onto, onto its paws. The tenderness of Brindleface's action brought Fireheart's dream, dream flooding back. His mother had probably done the same for him. He knew that Brindleface's fourth kit had died soon after it was born, and she seemed to love the remaining kits even more fiercely now. Fireheart was overwhelmed by a pang of envy at the thought of the other cats that here all shared something he did not. They were all clamborn. Fireheart always been proud of his loyalty to the clan that had taken him in and given him a life he would never have known as a a kitty pet. He still felt that loyalty. He would die to protect ThunderClan. But no one... But no one in his clan understood or even respected his kitty pet's roots. Fireheart felt certain that the she-cat had seen seen yesterday. Fireheart felt certain that... Fireheart... (laughs) I don't understand something. I might reread it. Okay. Fire, Fireheart felt certain the she-cat he had seen yesterday would. With an ache, ache in his heart, he wondered what memories they sh- might share. Fireheart heard Graystripe's heavy paw steps behind him. He turned to greet his friend, stretching his hand to touch Graystripe's nose, and asked, Could you take Cinderpaw for the day? Graystripe looked curiously at Fireheart. Why? Oh, it's nothing important, replied Fireheart. I c- I casually, as casually as he could. I just wanted to check out something I saw yesterday. Watch out for Cinder, Cinderpaw, though. She, <clears throat> she doesn't listen to orders very well. Don't take her your eyes off her, or she'll be charging off in every direction. Graystripe's whiskers twitched with amusement. She sounded like a pawful. She sounds like a pawful. Still. It'll be good for Brackenpaw. He never charges off anywhere without thinking about it carefully first. <clears throat> I really need to get rid of this scratchy throat. But thanks, Graystripe. Fireheart bounded away toward the camp entrance before his friend could remember to ask him where he was going. As the tulip place came into view through the trees, Fireheart dropped into a crouch. He opened his mouth and breathed in the cold morning air. No sign of a thunderclan patrol, and no two-leg sense either. He relaxed a little. Slowly, he approached the two-leg fence where he had seen the she-cat disappear. He hesitated at the bottom and looked around, sniffing the air once more. Then he leaped, landing on a fence post in one easy jump. No two legs to be seen, just an empty garden with its strongly scented plants. Fireheart felt exposed on the post. The branch of a tree hung low overhead. Its leaves had gone, but it would be easier to hide there. Silently, he pulled himself up and lay down to wait, flattening himself against the rough bark. Fireheart could could see a swinging flap in the entrance to the two-leg place. He had used one just like it as a kit. He flexed his gaze on the flap, hoping his sister his sister's face would appear at any moment. The sun rose slowly in, into the morning sky.
but Fireheart started to feel cold. The damp prance was drawing the heat from his body. Perhaps the two legs legs were keeping his sister shut in. After all, her kidding would be soon. Fireheart looked at Paul and wondered if if he should go back to the camp. Suddenly, he heard a loud clatter. Fireheart looked up and saw his sister pop out through the swinging flap. The fur along his spine rippled with anticipation, and Fireheart fought to stop himself from leaping down into her garden. Straight away, he knew... Straight away, he knew he would be fri- he would frighten her, as he had done yesterday. He smelled like a forest cat now, not a friendly kitty pet. Fireheart waited until his sister had reached the end of the gra- end of the grass. Then he crept to the tip of the branch, slipped down onto the fence. Quietly, he jumped in- jumped into the bushes below. The she cat scent bl- brought his dream flooding back to him. How could he get his attention without fr- frightening her? Desperately, he searched his mind, trying to think of the name of his sister had been given. He couldn't remember, only his own kitty pet name. Fireheart called softly from the bushes. It's me, Rusty. The she-cat stopped dead and looked around. Fireheart took a deep breath and crept out from the bushes. The cat's eyes widened with terror. Fireheart knew he must appear to her, lean and and wild. The sharp force sense on his pelt. And the she-cat the she raised her hackles and hissed fiercely. Fireheart couldn't help feeling impressed by her courage. In a flash, he remembered his sister's name. Princess, it's me, Rusty, your brother. Do you remember me? <clears throat> Princess remained tense. Fireheart guessed she was wondering how this strange cat w- could know these names. He dropped into a submissive crouch hope hope soared in his in his chest as he watched his sister's expression slowly change from fear to curiosity my voice oh my gosh Rusty, Princess sniffed the air, wide-eyed and wary. Fireheart took a careful step toward forward. Princess did not move, so Fireheart edged closer. Still, his sister held her ground t- uh, until Fireheart was standing only a mouse le- length away. You don't smell like mus- Rusty, she mewed. I don't live with two legs anymore. I've been living in the forest with Thunderclan. I carry their scent now. She, p- She's probably never heard of the clans. Fireheart realized, remembering his own innocence before he'd met Graystripe in the woods. Princess stretched out his nose forward and rubbed her nozzle cautiously along his cheek. But our mother Small is still there, she murmured, half to her, half to herself. Her words filled Fireheart with happiness until her eyes narrowed and she took a step backwards, her ears flat with distrust. Why are you here? she asked. I saw you yesterday in the woods, Fireheart explained. I had to come back to speak with you. Fireheart looked at her in surprise. Because you're my sister. Surely she must feel something for him. Princess studied him for a moment. To Fireheart's relief, her her guarded expression lifted. You're very thin, she mused critically. Thinner than the kitty pet, maybe. But not thin for a clan, a forest cat. Fireheart replied, your scent was in my dreams last night. I dreamed of you and our brothers and sisters. And Fireheart paused. Where is our mother? She's still with her house, house folk, answered Princess. What about 
princess guessed what he was going to ask. Our brothers and sisters, most of them live near here. I, I see them in their gardens from time to time. They sat silently for a moment. Then Fireheart asked, Do you remember the soft bedding of our mother's basket? He felt a flicker of guilt about longing for such kitty pet softness. But Princess purred, Oh yes, I wish I could have some of it for my own kitten. Fireheart's discomfort faded. It felt good to be able to talk of such a tender memory without shame. Will this letter be your first? Princess nodded, uncertainty showing in her eyes. Fireheart felt a wave of sympathy. Even through they were the same age, she seemed to him very young and naive. You'll be fine, he meowed, remembering remembering Brindleface's kidding. You look as if your two legs treat, treat you well. I'm sure your kids will be healthy and safe. Princess moved closer to him, pressing her fur against his flank. Fireheart felt his heart swell with emotion. For the first time since he was a kid, he caught a glimpse of what the clam cats must take for granted. The closeness of kinship, a common bond determined by birth and heritage. Suddenly, Fireheart wanted his sister to know about the life he he led now. Do you know about the clans? Princess gazed at him, mystified. You mentioned you mentioned the Thunder Clan. Fireheart nodded. There are four clans altogether. He went on. The words tumbling out out. <coughs> and the clan, we take care of each other. Younger cats hunt for elders. Warriors protect the hunting grounds from the other clans. I trained all Greenleaf to become a warrior. Now I have an apprentice of my own. Fireheart could see by her bemused expression that his sister couldn't understand everything he was telling her. Yet her eyes brightened with pleasure as he spoke. It sounds as if you enjoy your life, she mewed in awe. A two-legged voice called from the house. Fireheart instantly darted under the nearest bush. I should go, Princess mewed. They'll be worried if I don't go back. And I have many tiny mouths to feed. I can feel them moving inside me. She glanced at her swollen belly, her eyes soft. Fireheart looked out beneath the bush. Go then. I have to return to my clan anyway, but I'll come back to see you. Yes, I'd like that. Princess called over her shoulder. She was already trotting back toward her two-legged nest. Goodbye. See you soon, Fireheart called. His sister disappeared from view, and he heard the swinging swinging flap slap shut behind her. Once the garden was silent, Fireheart crept through the bushes to the fence. He jumped over to ran over it and ran into the forest. Memories of kithood scented crowded his mind, suddenly more real than the sense of the forest around him. Fireheart paused at the top of the ravine and looked down at the Thunder Clan camp. He didn't he didn't feel ready to go back yet. He was worried that it would all seem strange to him. I'll go and hunt, he thought. Cinderpaw would be safe with Greystripe for a while longer, and the clan would welcome any extra fresh kill. He turned away and headed back to into the forest. When he finally returned to camp, he carried a vole and a wood pigeon in his mouth. The sun was setting, and the clan cats were gathered for their evening meal. Greystripe sat alone beside the nettle clump, fat fence in his paws. Fireheart nodded to him as he patted he padded across the clearing to the pile of fresh gold that had already been collected. 
Tiger Claw was sitting below the high rock, his amber eyes narrow. I noticed that Cinder Paul spent the day with Graystripe. He mewed as Fireheart dropped his catch onto the pile. Where were you? Fireheart returned to ta- returned Tiger Claw's gaze. It seemed a good day for hunting. Too good to waste, he replied. His heart thudded in his chest. The clan needs all the fresh kill it can get at the moment. Tiger Claw nodded, suspicion darkening it. And darkening his eyes. Yes, but we also need warriors. Cinder Paul's training is res- is your responsibility. I understand, Tiger Claw. Fireheart meowed. He dipped his head respectfully. I'll take her out tomorrow. Good. The deputy turned his head and looked around the camp. Fireheart picked up a mouse and carried it over to to eat next to Graystripe. Find what you were looking for. Asked Graystripe absently. Yes, Fireheart felt a pang of sorrow for the pain pain in his friend's eyes. Are you thinking about the River Clan, that River Clan warrior? I do not. I I do try not to. Answered Graystripe quietly. It's just when I'm alone. I can't help remembering Bark's face prediction of an un and of an unnecessary death and trouble ahead. Here, Fireheart interrupted and pushed his mouse toward Graystripe. That fence looks like it'll be half th- it'll be half feathers, and I'm not that hungry. Once swap, Graystripe shot him a grateful glance. The two friends exchanged prey and eat and began to eat. As he crouched down on the chip fence, Fireheart scanned as a clearing. He could see Sandpaw and Dustpaw outside the princess den. Dustpaw was busily ripping apart a rabbit. Fireheart caught Sandpaw's eyes eye, but she she looked away. Cinderpaw lay beside the old tree stump where he'd shared many meals as an apprentice. She was chatting enthusiastically to Brackenpaw, who nodded from time to time while plucking the feathers from his sparrow. Seeing the two cats bought brother and sister lying together so at ease, reminded Fireheart once more of Princess, and for the first time, the familiar sights of his clan made Fireheart feel uneasy. He had been careful to look his sister's smile from his fur before returning to camp, but it was her scent that lingered in his nostrils as the sun disappeared over the distant horizon. He had found the found the closeness he had missed, but he had given the shape to sense of loneliness until that until now had lain vague and nameless in his part. Were the deep-rooted memories he shared with Princess stronger than his loyalty to the clan? And that is the end of chapter 10. Uh, later, I don't know when, I'll read chapter 11 and see you after the break. Hi everyone and welcome back from the break. Um, I might have to stop in the middle of this chapter. I do not know, but um, yeah, let's get started. We're going to be reading chapter 11. Um, yeah. Another day of shun- sunshine. Fireheart purred to Graystripe, feeling the, his flame-colored orange Feeling his flame-colored pelt glow in the weak morning sun, thanks to the fine weather, he had visited Princess's princess nearly every day recently, slipping away to see her between patrols, hunting, and training sessions. Now he walked with his friend along the short trail to the Sandy Hollow, where Cinderpaw and Brackenpaw would be waiting. <clears throat> Let's hope it stays clear for the rest of Leaf Bear. Bear, Graystripe, yeah. 
gray striped meowed. Fireheart knew how much his thick coat friend, thick coated friend hated rain. <coughs> when gray stripes, when gray stripes fur got wet, it clung to him and stayed damp long after Fireheart's shorter fur had dried off. The two two warriors arrived at the edge of the hollow just as Cinderpaw bounced on a pile of frosty leaves, sending them flying in all directions. She leaped and twisted to catch one as it fluttered back to the ground. Fireheart and Graystripe glanced at each other, amused. At least Cinderpaw would be warmed up and ready for today's assignment. Graystripe observed... Brackenpaw jumped to his paws and looked at his mentor, his eyes wide. Good morning, Graystripe, he mewed. What is today's assignment? A hunting mission, Graystripe told him. He padded down into the hollow, followed by Fireheart. Where? mewed Cinderpaw, dashing toward him. Where are we going to catch? We're going to Sunning Rocks, Fireheart replied, suddenly sharing her enthusiasm, enthusiasm, and we'll catch whatever we can. I'd like to catch a vole, declared Cinderpaw. I've never tasted vole. I'm afraid everything we catch today goes straight back to the elders, Graystripe warned. But I'm sure if you ask one of them nicely, they'd be happy to share. Okay, meowed Cinderpaw. Which way is Sun and Rocks? She bounded up one side of the hollow and peered into the forest, her tail sticking straight up. This way, meowed Fireheart, leaping up on the upside, opposite side. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Had to that. Okay, Cinder Cinderpaw raced down the slope, across the hollow, and up to Fireheart's side, sending fallen leaves flying everywhere. Graystripe leaned up and caught one as it drifted past his nose. He pinned it to the ground with a purr of satisfaction and saw Brackenpaw staring at him. You never miss a chance to practice your own hunting skills, Graystripe told him quickly. The four cats made their way along the familiar scent trails to sun and rocks. The sun was above the trees by now, by the time they emerged into open territory. Ahead of them, a slope of rock rose out of the soft earth, its smooth surface lined with cracks. The cats had had to near, narrow their eyes as they looked at it. After the shade of the woods, the flat rock reflected the sun with daz- with a with the with dazzling glare. This is sunning rocks. Fireheart announced, blinking. Come on. Oh, it feels nice, meowed Cinderpaw, as she raced up the stone slope behind him. Fireheart realized she was right. The stone felt com- comfortably warm and smooth after the ice-cold forest. They rested at the top, where the far side fell away steeply to the forest. Fireheart listened for the gentle bubbling of the river that flowed the river clan warrior uh, border, <laughs> flowing down from the uplands. It touched the sun, it touched the sunning rocks before turning to run deeper into the river clan territory. He could barely hear it. Perhaps the water was low after the dry weather. Fireheart stretched out, enjoying the warmth of the rock beneath beneath him and the soft heat of the sun on his pelt. He closed his eyes, feeling proud to be lying here, a place where generations of Thunderclan cats had come to warm themselves and which they had battled hard to keep. 
Grace Stripe joined him. Come on, he meowed to the two apprentices. Make the most of the sun while it's here. He meowed to the two apprentices. Make uh, The two apprentices lay down beside their mentors and purred as the warmth seeped into their fur. Is this where Redtail died? asked Bracken and Paul. Yes, Fireheart answered cautiously. And where Tigerclaw avenged his death by killing Oakheart, Cinder Paul piped up. Fireheart's fur pricked as he rem- pricked, prickled as he remembered Raven Paul's account for the fight that Redtail had been responsible for Oakheart's death, and then and then Tigerclaw had killed Redtail, the deputy of his own clan. Fireheart pushed his uh, pushed away the, the disturbing thoughts and replied simply, "This is the place." W- the two princes fell silent and looked down the slope in awe. Suddenly, Fireheart heard a noise. He pricked his ears. Hush, he hissed. What can you hear? The two princes strained their ears forward. I think I can hear some scrabbling, Bracken Paul whispered. It might be a vole, muttered, murmured Graystripe. Can you tell where it's coming from? Over there, meowed Cinderpaw. Why did I say Paul? Cinderpaw. Leaping to her paws, the scrabbling noise became began, became more furious and then disappeared. I think it heard you, Fireheart remarked. Cinderpaw looked his crestfallen. Brackenpaw purred with amusement at his sister's clumsiness. Never mind, meow Graystripe. Now you know what it's better to creep up slowly, especially on voles. They're fast. Sit still and listen, Fireheart advised. Next time we hear something, work out where it is and then begin to move toward it very slowly. A mouse could probably hear even the rustling of your fur. So let me, th- so let him think it's just the wind blowing across the rock. The cats remained where they were, no one daring to move until they heard the scrabbling sound again. His ears pricked. Fireheart rose and crept forward, placing each paw noiselessly in front of the other until he reached, until he reached, the edge of a small crack that ran across the rock face. He paused. Paused. The scrabbling noise continued. Fireheart lunged forward and reached out into the onto the into the crack with a forepaw. He scooped out a fat vole that had been hiding in the shadows and flung it to the bright stone. It squealed as it landed, but the hard ground stunned it, and Fireheart finished it off quickly. Wow, mewed Cinderpaw. I'm going to do that. Don't worry, you'll have plenty of chances. For now, let's get back to the forest. Meowed Graystripe. Are we going to catch anything else? Cinderpaw protested. Did you hear that vole squeal? Meowed Fireheart. Cinderpaw nodded. Well, so did every other creature around here. The prey will be hiding for a while. I should have caught it and killed it before it could make a sound. Graystripe's whiskers twitched with amusement. I wasn't going to say a word, he purred. Fireheart picked up a, picked up the dead vole in his mouth, and together the cats headed down the slope and began to trek onward through the forest. After the open warmth of sun and rocks the wood seems seemed chilly even through the sun even through sun high was approached was approaching fireheart smelled fresh markers at the river clan border beyond them the ground sloped down to meet the river 
A leaf fluttered down toward Brackenpaw. The young cat immediately leaped it up and caught it between his paws. He landed, looking pre- pleased with his, himself. Well done, called Graystripe. You'll have no trouble with wolves. Brackenpaw looked doubt, uh, doubt, doubtly pleased. Nice catch, Brackenpaw, Centerpaw mewed. She nudged her brother's shoulder with her nose before turning to stare down the wooded slope. The river is quiet today, Fireheart bumbled through the mouth, his mouthful of wool. That's because it's frozen, mewed Centerpaw excitedly. I can see it through the trees. Fireheart dropped his wool. Frozen? Completely? He stared down the wooded slope. The river glittered at the bro- bottom, frosty and still. Could Cinderpaw be right? Fireheart's paws tingled with excitement. He had never seen the river frozen over. Can we have a look? asked Cinderpaw. Without waiting for an answer, she bounded past the scent markers. Fireheart's excitement turned to panic as he saw the small gray cat disappear into RiverClan territory. He could call after her. He didn't want to alert it. He couldn't call after her. He didn't want to alert any RiverClan patrols that might be in the area. But he had to get her back. He left the vole where he dropped it and tore after her. Graystripe and Brackenpaw closed behind him. They caught up with Cinderpaw at the edge of the river. It was almost totally frozen, apart from a narrow channel of dark water that flowed swiftly between the two wide fragments of fragments of ice. Fireheart remembered White Clyde with White Claw with a shudder. He was about to su- suggest they leave when he noticed Graystripe's ears were pricked. Waterville, the grave vo- warrior hissed. Sure enough, a small vole was scampering along the ice near the bank. Fireheart glanced at Cinderpaw and Brackenpaw, afraid that they might try to catch this tiny piece of prey, but neither apprentice moved. Fireheart felt relieved for a moment, then he heard his heart lurched as Graystripe dashed out onto the ice at hunting speed. Come back, Fireheart hissed. It was too late. The ice beneath Graystripe's paws gave a terrifying crack and broke. With a startling yowl, Graystripe fell into the water. He paddled madly for a moment before disappearing into the cold, dark depths of the river. Brackenpaw stared in horror as Cinderpaw gave a desperate mew. Fireheart didn't quiet her. He was rigid with fear, staring into into the water after his friend. Was Graystripe trapped underneath the ice? Fireheart stepped onto the ice. It felt cold and slippery beneath his paws, impossible to run on. He jumped back onto the bank. Panic gripped him. Then a blaze of relief as a drenched gray head appeared in the water farther along. But relief turned to alarm as he saw that Graystripe was beginning to carry down the river. Turning and bobbing in the freezing waters, his paws thrashed helplessly. All his instincts to swim, uh, to swim through by the fierce current. Fireheart bounded along the bank, forcing his way through the bracken, but Graystripe was swept farther and farther away. Suddenly, Fireheart heard a yell from the opposite bank and stopped. A, sh- a slender sli- silver tab- tabby had leaped onto the ice farther downstream. She padded lightly over the frozen sheet and slid into the river at- ahead of Graystripe. Amazed, Fireheart watched the, the she-cat swim strongly against the current holding her position in the icy water with confident churning paws. 
As Greystripe was swept, swept past, the tabby grabbed a mouthful of fur beneath, between her between her teeth. But to Fireheart's horror, Greystripe's weight pulled both cats under. He started running again, his eyes fixed on the river. Where were they? Then a silver tabby stripe, striped head appeared amid the rolling waters, pushing through the waves. The tabby was swimming against the current, dragging Greystripe with her. Fireheart could hardly believe that, that such a slender cat could swim with such a weight. The tabby... The tabby grabbed the ice on Fireheart's side of the river with her forepaws, her neck craning awkwardly as she held Greystripe beneath her teeth. Slipping and sliding, she holded herself out of the river. Greystripe hung limply in the water, twisting and turning as, she, as the current dragged at his fur, but the tabby kept a firm grip. Fireheart slid down the bank and raced Wait, raced across the ice and skidded to a halt beside her. Without a word, he reached forward and took a hold of Greystripe in his teeth. Together, the two cats heaved his soaking body out of the water and dragged him to the safe, safety of the riverbank. Fireheart bent his head, his, bent over his friend to see if he was breathing. He felt dizzy with relief as he saw Greystripe's slick gray flank rising and falling. Greystripe coughed and spluttered and spat out a mouthful of water, river water. Then he lay still. Coughed and uh, Greystripe, Fireheart meowed urgently. I'm okay, wheezed Greystripe. His mew was breathless but reassuring. Fireheart sighed and sat down. He looked closely at the silver tabby. She carried her scent of, uh, of River Clan on her. After seeing her swim, Fireheart wasn't surprised. The tabby returned his gaze coldly, shook herself, and sat down, her sides heaving as she got her breath back. Water streamed from her glossy fur as, her, as if her pelt was made from duck feathers. Greystripe turned his head and looked at his rescuer. Thanks, he crooked. You idiot, she spat, flattening her ears. What are you doing in my territory? Drowning, replied Greystripe. The silver tabby flicked her ears, and Fireheart saw a glimmer of amusement in her eyes. Can't you drown yourself in your own territory? Greystripe whiskers twitched. Ah, but who would rescue me there? He rasped. There was a tiny mew behind Fireheart. He turned to see Cinderpaw jump, crouching by a lump, clump of grass farther up the bank. Where is Brackenpaw? He asked. Just coming, answered Cinderpaw, pointing with her nose. Her brother was creeping nervously along the bank toward them. Fireheart sighed and turned to his friend. Look, Greystripe, look, Greystripe, we've got to get out of here. I know, Greystripe pushed himself to his paws, turned to the silver tabby. Thanks again. She dipped her head graciously but hissed, hurry, go now, hurry, go now. She looked over her shoulder. If my father knew that I'd rescued a ThunderClan intruder, he'd tread me for for my, for kit bedding. Why did you save me then? Teased Greystripe. The tabby looked away, instinct. I couldn't watch any cat drown. Now go away. Fireheart stood up. Thanks. I I'd have missed this furball if he'd drowned. He nudged Greystripe. His friend hadn't even shaken the icy water from his fur, and he was he was soaked to the skin. Come on, let's get back to camp. You're freezing. Okay, I'm coming. Greystripe meowed, but before she followed Fireheart up the slope, he turned back to the silver she-cat. What's your name? Mine's Greystripe. 
silver stream, she replied, and bounded away back onto the icy ice and over the channel of water to the far side. Fireheart felt Fireheart and Graystripe led their apprentice, apprentices through the bracken toward the border. Fireheart couldn't help noticing that Graystripe looked over looked back over his shoulder more than once. Cinderpaw noticed too. The little gray cat glanced at Mischief dancing in her eyes. What a pretty River Clan cat! cat she was. Graystripe gave her a playful cuff around the ear, and she ran on ahead. Stay with us, Fireheart warned in a loud hiss. They were still on RiverClan territory. He flashed Cinderpaw an angry look as she stopped and waited for them. If it weren't for her, they wouldn't be here at all, and Graystripe would have nearly drowned. He looked at his wet friend, even through the gray warrior had shaken as much of the water from his fur as he could his coat was still dripping still dripping and ice was beginning to form on the ends of his whiskers fireheart quickened his pace are you okay he asked graystripe fine replied graystripe through chattering teeth sorry mewed cinderpaw softly as she fell in step behind fireheart he sighed. It's not your fault. He he felt weighed down with worry. How were they going to explain this to the clan? No fresh kill for the elders. There wasn't a time to go back for the wool now. In the soaked gray stripe, Fireheart shuddered as he thought how close he had be- he had come to losing his closest friend. Thanks, Star Clan, that Silver Stream had had been there to save him. The stream near the training hollow is still running with water. Brecken pulled me out thoughtfully from the back. What? asked Grace Grave. At what? asked Fireheart, puzzled out of his gloomy thoughts. The clan will probably assume that Grace Drape fell in there. Can continued young the young apprentice. We we could say he was showing us how to catch fish, Cinderpaw added. I'm not sure any cat would believe Grace Drape would get would get his paws wet on purpose in the in this weather. Fireheart pointed out, Well, I don't want the rest of the clan to know I had to be rescued by a river clan cat, beyond Graystripe with a flash of his old spirit, and we can't let them know we were in River Clan's territory again. Fireheart nodded. Come on, he mewed. He meowed. Let's run the rest of the way. It'll help Graystripe warm up. The cats raced across the river clan border and past sunning rocks. As the sun began to dip behind the treetops, they arrived back outside the camp. Graystripe's fur had dried a little, but frozen droplets hung on his whiskers and tail. Fireheart led the way through the gorse entrance. His heart sank when he saw Tigerclaw sitting in the clearing watching them. The deputy fixed his sharp eyes on Fireheart. No fresh kill, he growled. I thought you were you were meant to be teaching these two how to hunt today. You look half drowned, Graystripe. You must have fallen into the river to get wet. His nostrils flared and he drew himself up to his full full height. Don't tell me you've been in, into River Clan territory again. And that is the end of chapter 12 and the end of this episode. I'll see you guys next time. Um, uh, enjoy yourself. Bye.